there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one sunny page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Nazir 55 and 56, we kick things off with a bang because the rabbis teach us a brand new concept, a concept called Eretz Ha'amim, the land of the nations. And apparently, if you enter the land of the nations, you are impure because the land of the nations is impure. What does that mean? What is the land of the nations? It turns out that the rabbis had deep concerns about countries that weren't the countries where they lived, particularly the land of Israel, because they said a lot of other people at the time did not have the same strict burial etiquette that Jews at the time had. And therefore, it was very likely that if you just walked around somewhere else in the vast Middle East, you were that much more likely to stumble upon a corpse and therefore render yourself impure. But, the Talmud teaches us today, it wasn't just about purity. It was also about the notion of kind of discouraging people from leaving the state of Israel, saying the state of Israel has a quality of purity to it that's not just spiritual, but as we learn in today's pages of Talmud, it's also very physical. The rabbis go on to talk about the quality of the water, the quality of the air, and the quality of the land. That put me in mind of an amazing film that, if you're listening to this And the day of its release, just today, is going to have its, I believe, its New York City debut as it hits the festival circuit. It has the enticing, alluring title, Who Are the Marcuses? And I am thrilled to talk to its director. Welcome to the show, Matthew Michoui. Thank you for having me and greetings from the uh, impure land of California. The land of California has a long way to go until it reaches its designated state of celestial purity. But I would like for you to tell us about this movie, which has a lot to do with the themes of today's page of Talmud, with the themes of Eretz Israel, with the land of Israel, its pure resources, particularly water. And maybe because you selected such an enticing question as the film's title, maybe tell us who, who are the Marcuses? Sure. And, and and by the way, it's a pleasure to get to both learn Talmud and talk about the movie. So what what an unusual delight. Um, so the film is, uh, you know, takes as a starting point uh, the question that the title uh, poses. And, and it is essentially one of those films that uh, is such an unbelievable story that when the executive producer was putting the project together, brought it to me, I said, well, that can't possibly be true um and then i looked into it um and it was and so we said okay we have to we have to make the movie so you know the couple whose name the film uh, bears they were a nice uh, old jewish couple originally living in new york and uh, retired to california and they lived to ripe old age in 4 and 98 um and they died within a short uh, period of one another uh, and nobody had ever heard of them. And when they died, it turned out in a front page uh, cover story in the Wall Street Journal that they had half a billion dollars that nobody knew they had and that they had left it all just about along with their daughter uh, to this university in the Negev Desert in Israel that that almost nobody had ever heard of. And uh, for the purpose, uh, for the express purpose of the defining issue of our time, which is climate and uh, water, which is how how climate often manifests itself. And so the film takes that starting point and then asks essentially four questions, which it answers. And the first is, who were they and where did they get all that money? And so we delve a little bit into their uh, backgrounds. They were both um, Holocaust escapees who came uh, to America uh, in the 1930s. And as you learn in the film, by sort of pure chance, uh, they are introduced to a very young Warren Buffett in the 1950s and a very, very small and modest investment grows into an enormous amount of money. 
because they were essentially Yekka Jews who didn't touch that money for decades and decades and decades. Um, and we go into their values a little bit also, which happen to be uh, Jewish values, because that sort of underlies the spirit of generosity and philanthropy that leads to their amazing gifts. Uh, the next part of the film is essentially answering the question, why give it all to uh, this university in Israel? And so we have to tell... Which, by the way, to, to, to interrupt you for a second, is the large, the, the $500 million gift that they give is the single largest donation in the history of the state of Israel. Correct. And it didn't go to Hebrew University, and it didn't go to the Technion, and it didn't go to something anybody had known about. Uh, so why? So that was, the, that was the motivating question. And to answer that question, we have to tell what I think is the most incredible story about the state of Israel that, that almost nobody knows, especially uh, in the United States, which is how Israel went from being the water-starved country of, of my uh, father and uh, grandparents uh, when they arrived just, just before the start of the Second World War, um, that, that barely had enough water to sustain its population, to a worldwide leader in water technology that is now exporting water to its neighbors and is more importantly exporting water technology uh, to the world to address uh, you know major climate issues and so that's the second part of the film we then uh, talk a little bit about diplomacy and how uh, water technology and the sharing of water technology in, in the uh, vision of the marcuses and this turned out to be correct could be a catalyst for cooperation between nations instead of uh, the cause of world wars. Um, and in the final section of the movie, we deal with philanthropy as uh, both a sort of defining force in, in the modern world, uh, potentially, and as a personally motivating factor for Ellen Marcus and her parents, uh, Lottie and Howard, in deciding to give away the vast majority of their, of their personal wealth to a good cause. And some very, uh, I would say, smart and thoughtful people weigh in on the topic, including Mr. Bussett and Micha Goodman, who I, who I believe you know, and Daniel Gordis, and the president of the state of Israel, and, and Ellen Marcus herself, and many others. And so that's uh, a not very brief, but hopefully enticing introduction to, uh, to the film. A very enticing introduction. And just because today's daf really stems from this premise that the land of Israel is both spiritually but also physically pure, Tell us just a little bit about the kind of water-related research that the Marcus's very generous gift helped create. Sure. And I, I think to, to frame that, I should just very briefly, you know, tell Israel's water story in a couple of sentences. And so, you know, we all know about the British white paper and, uh, you know, that the pretext uh, that the British came up with to try to keep Jews from entering the land of Israel was, amongst other factors, but I think the most important was the idea that there was not enough water to sustain new immigrants and to sustain a larger population. And uh, it became the uh, sort of driving motivation of the founders of the state, including its first prime minister, David Ben-Gurion, and, and many of his advisors, people like Simcha Blas, who we go into in great great detail in the film, that that was not true, that that should not be the case. And so beginning in the 1930s, Israel was already working to address water scarcity in Israel, and a series of innovations emerged over the coming decades, which are now supported along with hopefully new innovations that will, that will come about by the Marcus Gift. And this includes anything from reuse of wastewater to conservation and education efforts around water, 
to desalination, which is of course incredibly uh, important. And we hope there will be new and exciting innovations that come about uh, in the future. But there's no doubt that Israel is, is the world's leader in water scarcity uh, research and innovation. And it's something that here sitting in the Western United States where we're currently experiencing uh, a terrible drought and uh, mismanagement, um, I would say, of our region's water resources, where we could be looking to how Israel, uh, a tiny country, uh, overcame this problem and and utilizing those uh, solutions here. Amen, Selah. Matthew Mishori, thank you so much for telling this incredible story and for being our guest today. Before we let you go, where can we see this amazing film? So uh, the film is playing uh, at uh, the uh, UN's World uh, Water Film Festival in New York this week. Um, there is uh, a festival tour, and next, uh, you know, coming coming months, the film will be released, uh, you know, on a major streaming platform. So hopefully, everybody can see it. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>